joining us on Unleashed with Kimberly, a conversation for insight and intelligence. I'm your host, Kimberly Anderson, and we are in the midst of the Goddess docuseries, talking to incredible women who are a part of the Unleash Your Inner Goddess uh, series, where they shared overcoming obstacles, traumas, and experiences in their life. And I am excited to bring them to you live. Yay. So here we have with us Samantha Buckley Huggison, Tony Moore Esquire, and at my ladies, I am so excited you're here with me today. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thanks for having us. How much fun are we gonna have? Yes, I'm so excited <laughs> for this conversation. So let's just kind of go in a round table, Hollywood Square style, and I'm gonna ask you ladies to share what it is you do, who you are, that kind of thing. So Samantha, let's start with you since you're right next to me. <laughs> All right, I'm Samantha Buckley Hugeson, and I am a life sales and leadership coach, mentor, and trainer. Love Pretty it. much says it all. Short and sweet, too. Mm -hmm. uh, Tony, would you please go next? Sure. My name is Tony Moore. I am the CEO of the Moore Legal Firm based out of Philadelphia, where we pretty much help women boss up in business, bankroll their brilliance, and protect their assets throughout the in-between. So. So happy to be here today. I love it. And Tisk, how about you, my friend? 
Hi, I'm Antisk. I'm from um, southeast Queensland, Australia. So I'm a long way away from you other ladies. Um, I've run a Taoist temple and a tantric temple and I'm a trauma therapist. And um, my specialty is working with um, both men and women um, as a one-to-one -one for a three-day immersion healing retreat where they come to me and um, and we go right through into the very depths of, of the trauma. And it doesn't matter what type of trauma it is. It can be um, sexual abuse. It can be accident trauma. It can be anything at all because all trauma is stored in the same places of the body. So that's what I specialise in. I love it. Very cool. So needed, all of you. <laughs> so needed. I love this. So knowing that your what your stories have been, and the people can go back and read the book when it comes out. Uh, but knowing what your stories are, how would you say that's helped you in business? And Samantha, if you don't mind, I'll just start with you. Oh yeah. Well, it's interesting. I have to say, what helps me help others in business is you know we go through the journey and that's where the mentor part for instance in my title comes in is been there done that um and so i you know that's what mentors are supposed to do they're supposed to have walked the path in front of you and kind of pointed out the oh by the way landmine <laughs> oh yeah been there done that you know a step in my footprints so, i mean that's the mentor side of it um, and it also gives you tremendous grit. You know, when you've got a story and when you're working with other men and women, you know, other beings on the planet, if you can have empathy, been there, again, it's a been there, done that. And it's not a, oh, you'll get over it kind of thing, but it certainly is, uh, things will be good again. I, I understand, I hear you and let's move forward. So it's kind of cool going to the edge, I think, and then designing in this yummy, beautiful life because what's possible for one is possible for everyone, right? Yeah, mm. absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Tony, how about you? So for me, I mean, I had a lot of trauma as a child um, and as a teen and as a young adult, uh, but I always thought that if um, – if I had an opportunity to help other people, because that's really what helped me to, uh, when I went from the project to University of Penn and I was selling out, I always had this dream that at home, you can help other children if you help other children. So that was always kind of like a calling card for me, a hope card, that if I could help other people, then maybe my suffering would not have been in vain. Uh, so I uh, found myself as, um, working as a family lawyer for years and but i realized that money was always an issue like my mom who was a domestic violence survivor and my two of my sisters who died at the hands of their abusive financially abusive and physically and mentally abusive husbands i just feel like money answers a lot of things and even though i work with men like i work probably 90 percent of the time with women so I have kind of like a, a anchor, like it's like the the pain left a birthmark, you know, kind of like a talisman that pretty much says, hey, if you can help other people, maybe women don't have to suffer as much. If you teach them along the way, maybe they can 
up level in business. Maybe because I'm just knowing for the most part that most of us don't learn. We don't know. We learn from education or exposure. And most of us don't have the time to be educated. Like I went to school and I went to Penn and then I went to law school. Then I went back to law school because I was like, oh, I like law school so much. I'll go back and get a tax, you know, become a master's in taxation. And then throughout the in-between, I'm just so calibrated to learning. So I know that a lot of people don't have the time learning, is, you know, but I have a teacher's heart. So I'm always teaching along the way. I learn something about financial planning. I'm teaching my clients on the estate planning side. I'm learning something about intellectual property. Because for me, as a child who was bruised and broken, I just felt as though if my mom, if somebody had taken her under her wing, maybe, just maybe, I probably had my mom and my two sisters. I'm not sure, but my soul is anchored in that. So yeah. I'm always thinking that maybe perhaps if I can give more people education, then they can have more elevation out of the abuse, out of the trauma, out of the hurt. I love it. I love that. Yeah. And it, it helps you on so many different levels, too, when you're always able to teach. And I think all of us do that. As we learn something, we move it, and it, we kind of pass it through us and put our experience around it and then help share it with our clients. I think all of us do that. It, it's just a natural progression. I love that. And then you went back to school. That's awesome. And you know, real quick too, I know, right? Samantha's like, what? Yeah. You're so right though. People just don't have that time and to do it. So if you're able to do it with your clients as you go, that, I mean, that, that collapses time for them. But then, you know, wow. That's huge. I love it. Thank you for that. And Tisk? Oh, well, I think um, mine speaks for itself. <laughs> um, been a trauma uh, victim, um, and I work as a trauma therapist. So I've learned lots of things along the way. And um, because I, I have been healed now, and uh, it took me a long time to actually find my way. and. I combine a whole heap of different um, modalities into what I do now and I do have really great success. I have to um, be like what Samantha said, um, a, a real empathy. Um, I have to understand where they're coming from without me getting um, attached to you know, their type of trauma. So I have to work really hard on myself continually all the time to make sure um, because I'm working with just a one-to-one -one and they're with me for the whole three days and we're going into the depths of depths of depths of different things. Um, I really have to make sure that, you know, like I put my boundaries up and I have time to myself and stuff like this. And, um, and then what I also find is it takes a willingness for the people and I try to share like uh, from my own part so that they can see that all of that is possible because you have to have a willingness to let go. And if you have that attachment to it, then, you know, I can only work so far. So okay. I have to really work really hard to open up the channels. And I, I use a lot of um, different techniques that uh, are very, very unique. And they're very, they're being kept like underground and sacred practices. So I, you know, I'm hoping to be able to share some of that on the show today as well so that you can see. But um, I really love my work. I do have a lot of compassion. Um, my work is more of a lifestyle. So after they've left me for the three days, 
even though they've gone through a lot of healing and things like that, um, I'm giving them different tools that they can use in their whole their life, the rest of their life, as long as they understand them. And a lot of people that come to me are so traumatized that they don't have, you know, they don't have money, they can't keep a job, um, their relationships are none. Um, they're carrying lots of lots of emotional hurts and trauma, and then uh, from all of that, then they become sick. So um, I am very lucky that I've you know I've studied into the, the the parts that I'm that I have studied in by being a Taoist and I'm studying all about the um, organ association and how it all works together, like the seasons and everything like that that we study, and then um, in the practices of tantra. Um, I've, I'm trained in both um, West, uh, Western world and Eastern world. And in the Eastern world, I learned the sacred triangles of the body, which is what I use. So I'm using points in the body. So in Taoism, we, you know, we're using like acupuncture points and um, organs. And in, in um, Tantra, we're using sacred triangles and we're using through chakras. So combine those both together, it's a very, very powerful practice. And I just, you know, one thing that I like because I'm very passionate about my work, um, I've got the temples on my own property and um, we built them, we own them, we, you know, I paint them, I do all types of things. So I put lots of energy into them and it is my lifestyle as well. And, um, you know, I live it all the time I'm living what I teach so I'm hoping that I've just I'm seen out there as an advocate of my work I love it I think one of the key points you mentioned too and I this conversation comes up and, the, and all of you can jump in if you would agree with this is that until you're actually ready it's not going to change you're not no. going to through it you think that you are you think you're ready I know in domestic violence, you go back seven times, ten times, because it, it takes you to really understand that, yeah, okay, it's about severing that and moving away from it. And then you're going head on with diving into the trauma, all the trauma. And so I think that's such an important work to do in the world because people run away from it and literally like you said and I would imagine in Tony you and Samantha your work as well you find people that with trauma they're they're struggling in all parts of their life because they haven't healed through it would you agree <laughs> yeah yeah I I'm thinking I was working with a client today and this client is also working which I'm thinking Tisk, I'm gonna send her to you um, I'm serious because because as a coach and, and I'm a life coach, and you know the thing, Kimberly, that a lot of people don't know about me is my childhood trauma. I don't; it's just not a thing, you know. However, um, this gal, because because as a coach, we're very much looking in through the windshield. That's that's kind of a coach's role, not to look into the rear view. And and then there's other therapeutics, you know, that can actually help people really unpack that past and sort through it if they're willing. I'm not skilled to do that with somebody. I had seven years of my own therapy, trust me. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not qualified to help somebody else with that. Um, but one of the prerequisites of working with me is be ready to do the work. 
Mm-hmm. It, it seems like magic and it'll feel like magic, but it's not easy. Right. You know, but you got to decide it's time to go through. That's true. Right? I will, I will totally agree. I will say I'm a business lawyer who finds myself. I actually run from anything to do with personal, you know, development. Even though, me too. Yeah, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> no, I'm saying, we, but but it's work, you know. And sometimes when people under, I'm I know for me personally, like I wrote a book called Stop Being the Doormat. You know who had to learn how to stop being the doormat first? Me. You yes. know, because prior to being writing that book and doing my own work, you know, I mean, law firm after law firm was treating me as a doormat. You know, opposing counsel was treating me like a doormat. My own husband, I love him dearly. We're still married, thank God. He was treating me like I had family, treating me like a doormat. And then even I started treating myself as a doormat to other people. And when you're a doormat in your own business, right? then someone will nickel and dime your worth and they will negate your value. And that's the worst thing in the world, to know that you're the smartest person in the boardroom, to know that you should get the government contract, that you should fire your partner, you know, even fire your boss, but you don't have your own voice and your vision because you don't know your own values. Right. And what I know from, I don't coach per se, like I, I don't put on my shingle biz, uh, personal coach. But sometimes I find myself and my clients bring me into their own experiences. Yes. And I, like you said, I got to bring them out. Like, okay, this obviously triggered some value, some trauma, but what are you going to do? Are you going to hire this? Are you going to fire it? Are you going to elevate the trauma and the experience? But I could only do that for them because I did it for me. Yeah. Amen. And it's hard. It's mm. hard work. Anytime you, I, the, every woman you want to be is a person who had to divorce herself. Mm. Woo. That gave me chills. Amen. <laughs> it's so good. Well, and it's something that I think we all just agreed on when we were introducing ourselves or, you know, what, what brought us to this place. And we all agree it's empathy. It's a been there, done that. Yeah. So I, I see you. I see you. Not only do I see you, I remember what it smells like in the spot you're in. You know, I remember the feelings of it. And, yeah. and so that, I think that understanding without buying into the, oh, you poor thing. Let me mm-hmm. energize your victimness because that's, that doesn't work with me. That's, uh, I'm a, I'm a tough coach. Yeah, we're friends because I'm the boss up. And some people are like, oh, no one wants to do that. I'm like, let me just tell you, you got to negotiate with a man that's part of a boys club and you're not bossed up. He will smell you coming. Okay. <laughs> you know, your ex-partner, your, your someone who knows how to speak your language, trigger your trauma, know your saboteurs. You know what I mean? Anybody who can play with you and be, he, he pretty much economically violate you or emotionally rape you of your brilliance. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so many women put themselves out there, poor me, take advantage. And I hate to say that because trust me, there's reasons for that. We, I, I walked that path too. You know, please accept me, please love me, please care for me, please value me because I didn't have that. Uh, right. At some point you draw a line in the sand and you search out the people that will show you your worth and teach you how to walk your path and teach you of your greatness and, and your worthiness. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. and sometimes we got to, right? And we got to reach out at times and say, okay, help me see what I, I know inside. Believe in me the way that I think I see a glimpse of belief in myself. Yes, what I find for me is um, because, you know, they're coming to, they're coming to my place, so they're coming onto my property, but they're not living in my um, my house. They have their own apartment building. I have my own workplace. So I, for me, it's big boundaries, very, very big boundaries, and I have to make sure that I don't break the boundaries. So I give them a time limit of what to do. They cook for themselves, they clean up for themselves, and I do them different things. and. Um, once they understand how the work is going and what I find with me is that they have to put a lot of trust in me because mm. they're there for three days and I do have a, a very heavy rules like um, no computer, no outside influences because if they want to help themselves and get into themselves, they have to be able to see themselves, not anything out there. So they have to, first off, they have to learn to stop blaming anybody else. Because mm -hmm. if they want to get fixed, they have to look within themselves. So I have to be very, very um, strict in what I do. And, you know, I'm, I'm only a little tiny person. I'm only four foot eight. So, you know, I'm not very tall at all. And yes. so um, what I have to do... <laughs> yes, Samantha. I'm giggling. Yeah. I'm 6'2". Yes. I'm like... I'm yes, I know. <laughs> My husband's as tall as you. But ah. what I have to do is I have to stay in my power and I have to set all the guidelines. And what I do is I find that if I just talk the guidelines through, they can say, no, you didn't say that. So what I do is I write it down. So they have to, they've got it. I text it to, to them so that they've got it and then they have to agree with it. So, but I do, I have a lot of compassion for my work. This is not how I was um, healed from my trauma, but this is how I've learned to find my way and understand it, how it works and how I can do it. And I have a lot of success. Um, basically, on the second day, the person is taken through the deepest of trauma that I can possibly get them through. I'll just show you um, a little diagram if I can, if I put that up there. Um, where are we? There? Okay, and so there's sacred triangles of the body. So you can see the sexual organs there, there's a lot of them, and then up. And I'm working with those, and that's the practices of Tantra. So when people say, oh, Tantra, they think that it's sexual, but it's um, of the body, it's working with the chakras. And it's um, one of the things that I've done over in, in India, and I stayed at a temple for six weeks to learn this stuff. And it is very extremely powerful because when um, there's a, um, a blockages in the body, there's ailments in other sides of the body. So I listen to the ailments and then I can pinpoint where the blockages are. So each one of those points have got a sound. So I'll put it up again so you can actually see. Um, where are we? There, you can see the where they go. It's like acupressure points, okay? And they're all like, they're like that and they all work there. And um, I'm working with that, but I'm not making the sound. I'm not the healer. I'm only the facilitator. I'm only the person that's directing the energy and getting them to that point. Because 
most people can't go as deep as what I can take them into trauma on their own. They need to feel safe and secure and held and know that when they completely make a mess of themselves, like some people might have incontinence in both, both parts of incontinence mm -hmm. during those practices. Mm -hmm. And um, they'll go back into like a, a baby and they'll cry and they need to be held. And, um, and I, I do that, my husband, He's my support person, so he helps me as well. So, and I don't have a time limit on it. So, that's the sort of the second day. By the third day, what I'm seeing on the third day, they've had a great sleep. They let out it all. Um, you know, they've cried to they um, till I I have a trigger in me, so I can trigger them out of it. So I can do a whole lot of different stuff, and. Um, and then what I do, what I find on the third day is I teach them a couple of exercises um, for trauma in the body so that when they go home and then I allow them to get their um, video or the camera, whatever they've got, so that they can video those so when they go home they can do them. And then I keep a track on them for a certain amount of time. But what I find is um, by the third day, that person looks completely different. They come, they shine, they, they're not trauma anymore, they're, they're rosy, they're smiling, they're happy, they're healthy, they've eaten a good meal and stuff, they've had a good sleep. So I find that it's very, very, very powerful. So like I said, as far as um, the depth, because I'm doing sound healing, sacred sounds, and I give them the sound and then I get, let them have the sound and then I can find where the blockages just by them not being able to open up that sound. So then I have to find a channel to open up the sound. So it might take me anywhere between like three hours to six hours to do it. And um, and I asked them to take, to go into it the deepest that they can if they want to get fixed. And so um, I, I really love it. I, I, I'm just so compassionate about my work. I just love it. And for the people that come to me, a lot of them, just are a total mess. A lot of them are, are become homeless. A lot of them come from drug and alcohol abuse, but they have to be clean when they come to me. I can't work with them if they're doing that. And so that's um, one of my big boundaries is they're not allowed to bring anything like that onto my property. And um, most of them are fine and they, they will do their work. They will really do their work. And then I might follow up for about, oh, probably about six weeks and just check on them and see how they're going. And um, up to date, I really haven't had anybody that had to come back. So it's mm. just working great. It's really working great, you know. And I just, I love sharing it because it's uniquely different because I've done, um, you know, I've done both of them. There's not a whole lot of people that have done the two of them, the, the Taoism and the Tantra and the Sacred Geometry Triangles as well. So... It is just great. And then I'll, can I show you something else? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I just thought I'd bring it in and I'd show you. I, um, I, I made this little book myself. Um, where, where are we? Uh, if I take it back a little bit. Okay, and it's um, affirmations. And what I do is when they do it for me for three days, I show them that. And if you just open a page and you can see like um, that one that I opened up there is about confidence and then I've written it down there like that. And I've, it's all come from myself and I've made the whole book on my own. And what I do is I show them that and I try to inspire them 
that they can do something worthy for themselves that they can look at for many, many years to come. I love it. So they write the book or they read your book? Um, they'll read my book and then I inspire them because when they're there for three days for me, I get them to do a journal. So I get them to write a word, whatever word comes up, and then I write them, get them to write a little positive um, thing on the word. So the, And then I show them the book. They can also make a card. They haven't got time to do it in the three days that they're with me, but I try to inspire them that they can do something worthwhile for themselves. And um, not all of them do it, but a lot of them do do it. So when you show them, sorry to interrupt, but when you show them the book and they've been journaling, do they kind of uh, anchor to that time with you? you? You know what I mean? For instance, a smell. You know, you have your, like, neuro-linguistic programming anchors. Like, you mm -hmm. smell something or... So, so does that... Is it your hope that here's your, you know, affirmations and your positivity and you showed it to them when they were on the other side of their trauma healed so that they can look at it and go, ah, that's right. Is that kind of? No, no? I, I get them to do that from word go. I okay. get them to write a journal. So anything that comes up because I'm stirring the pot of emotions. I'm yeah. really in there stirring that pot. Oh yeah, I'm scared of you. I can go. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to deal with it as well. So I don't, I don't have, I feel very confident in what I do. Yeah. So I say, you know, like, don't go bringing your friends and asking for help. Don't go talking to anybody. That is a really big ask, but mm -hmm. that's how it can work. And so if they can, okay, well, I feel angry. I say, well, write it down and write about it. Write about that anger and see what's in there. So it doesn't matter if it's a negative or a positive. It's whatever comes up. And then mm -hmm. I do tell them, after, don't go back and read it, not yet, okay? They're going through a healing stage, so I want to see it. And then what they can find then is after probably the third day, they're writing more positive things. At first, they're probably writing the negative things at first, and then they get stuck on um, a lot of things, like uh, they'll get stuck on blaming the food or blaming other people. They'll call people toxic, and then I have to say to themselves, you know, like, you have to just remember, and I have to be kind with words. That's another thing, is being kind because they're not gonna, that they gotta really trust me to be able to go to those de depths with me because they're there, and I'm I'm out in the wilderness. Like today, I drove one hour to do the show, so because I can't do it in my own place. So you know, I'm way out in the country, so I haven't got any shops, I haven't got any street lights. I haven't got anything of that. So for a lot of them, I'm taking them away from the comforts of their own home. But I'm asking them then to just have a look. And because this is about you, it's not about what you might like to have right now. So then they can go back and they can live their own lives. And um, most of them have life changes. You know, some of them will go and repair a relationship with the child, a child or a mother or relative or something they've had something with some of them will repair uh, a relationship but some of them will also take the thing to actually say okay well now I've got it I can walk out and then they have changes and stuff like that I'm not telling them what to do I never tell them what to do I tell them that that's up to them they they go with their feelings center and they 
have to know what's right for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's key with regards to giving people options. Someone recently had said, what do you think about um, giving people advice, like mentoring and something like that? And they were talking about kind of like from a Christian perspective with regards to Christian correction. I was just like, no, nope, 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 nope. I was like, unless you have a, a covenant partnership with this person or you have a relationship. Like even with coaching, I have friends and they want to coach me. I was like, first, always remember rule number one is you have to ask permission, hmm. especially when you're talking to grown folks with their own <laughs> values and their opinions their own triggers you know what i mean even when we're wrong we're going to be right or maybe that's just us lawyers because i'm a former litigator i'm i wouldn't say recovering because i'm always going to be spotting the issues and with compliance if someone needs to know i'm not going to sugarcoat you know and some people are like oh that's so expensive i'm like it's cheaper than litigation and it's cheaper than the irs coming back at you and giving you interest and penalties because you fail to adhere so pick Pick who you pay in both. You know what I mean? Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Well, don't you feel that clear communication is a gift? And I mean that to the person. I think it's completely unfair. Long before I became a coach, um, I was, you know, in leadership management. And people would say, well, you never wonder where you stand with Sam. I'm like, and that's a bad thing. They go, no, it's good. And I go, and that's the thing. It's just like, I, don't go home worried that I'm thinking something. I speak what I think. You know, and it, being kind, I, I'm not, you know, if I think something horrible, I'm not going to go out and hurt somebody. But it, it's the coolest thing you can do for somebody is give them clear expectations. Don't yeah. confuse them. Mm. My feeling. No, I totally agree. And a couple of the things, too, that you guys were all talking about that I was picking up, Antis, um, when you were even speaking about how you lay the groundwork of boundaries right off the get-go and some of them are fairly extreme like you're taking them out to the woods and there's like no internet whatsoever <laughs> i love that but <laughs> like you're saying so please don't go contact your friends and family and so forth but you're also making it very difficult for them to do so which i love but i think one of the key things that we're talking about is laying those boundaries and then also being able to take responsibility even going through your trauma because when you understand that and you really grasp the responsibility and then the boundaries that is what starts to change their life in all aspects business relationships personal professional the whole gamut that's yeah. empowerment that's empowerment if you point your finger out you've given up all your power exactly and we're so not I, changing yeah sorry didn't I no, we're not changing ahead. the fact we're not changing the facts of things we're not changing the fact of trauma or abuse we're not those are facts we're changing the truth around them the story now is versus what was yeah and and only you can rewrite your own story period yeah. period and and to that point you have to take responsibility for what's yours and a lot of it's ours Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. The, um, I I do have like I can get um computer. They can get a computer at my place, but 
I, I just find that it's a, you know, it's a total distraction to their work because it's about them. So, yes. you know, I call it a three-day immersion trauma healing retreat. So they're there to retreat themselves. They're there to spoil themselves. They're there to look at themselves. And they basically haven't got enough time. You know, they, they, they're devaluing their time if they're going to go and ring up their friends. And because I just feel like it, you know, it confuses the work that, you know, we're, we're doing in here. So, because mm -hmm. I'm spending like um, a lot of my time, I'm spending a huge lot of my time with them and then I'm telling them to go and rest and, you know, have time to, you know, meditate on what we've done and, and how that worked for them and stuff. And so um, they, they, you know, I've got, not, I'm, on 65 acre property there's you know walking tracks there's a mountain there's a dam there's lots of different things there's animals and stuff and so they're you know they can look at it and they take the time that you know like they they've come to actually do something because mm -hmm. for them to come and do that three day and, and it's just like not an hour in a clinic or something it's actually three days and a lot of them would drive from like Brisbane or something. I had one girl that flew all the way over from um, New Zealand and she stayed with me for quite some time doing doing stuff. And then um, I tell them the different stories, you know, like not the personal ones, but I tell them the different things of what happens out there that, you know, people go and, and they have a life changing. One girl that I worked with, she went away and she found a partner and got married. So, you know, we have, beautiful beautiful stories as well well you do such deep deep work and I only liken it to when I was in therapy in my 20s after my worst of the worst part of my life um, and I was never a heavy drinker or anything like that but I made sure and I abstained from everything it's like if you're gonna unpack it unpack it and don't numb it if you're gonna go through it if you're gonna look at it and really look at it and heal and get past this don't numb it so it's kind of the same thing. If you're going to go, if you truly want the experience, you named it perf perfectly, immersion. Immerse yourself into it, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And it's a total yeah, well. too. Right. There's a lot of... Um, you know, there's a lot of feedback before they actually come to me. Um, there's a lot of communication. There's a lot of telephone calls and maybe some emails and stuff. Um, there's a lot of video calls, so we're connecting in that way so that they know what they're up for. I send them pictures. I send them pictures of the cabin. Um, I tell them all about, you know, what, they, what they're going to do. And so by the time that they arrive, they're ready. They're actually ready. Some mm -hmm. of them, you know, park the car, they even leave the door open because there's so much wanting to just go and give me a big cuddle and, you know, feel that connection and then go and start doing their work. So they're ready for it, which is great. That's awesome. Super. Yeah, because you got to be Sorry? <laughs> so back to that, you've got to be ready. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. So... This has been an amazing conversation so far. I love it. It's it's that power. You when you take the responsibility, when you have your boundaries, and you have to know your boundaries. And I, I say this all the time. In order to know your yes, you need to know your no. Mm. And you have that boundary. Oh, your yes is so much more powerful. You are always in that power 
stride. And I love that. And I think with every one of us, even though we do such different things, it's the basis, really, of on the foundation of what we're doing. I mean, even Tony, you're an attorney, but you you're dealing with that as well especially in business, like you're having to really structure everything and get everybody, and it's it's not personal, it's business, you know? <laughs> you really have to have those boundaries, and I think that's such an important thing. I wanna go around real quick and put up your website, so let's do that real fast. I wanna, I wanna make sure people can reach out to you, get to find you, ask questions. Um, Tony, what can they find on your website? Um, so for the most part, um, uh, MS Tony Moore is more like the, more like a boss up motivation for women. You know, like in my hashtag boss is badass woman slaying entrepreneurship, you know, so it's all about having that mindset and strategy with regards to it because we have to empower ourselves first, right? Even, um, and I got into that first, probably I was trying to boss up my mama. But, you know, then I realized that I found myself having to boss up my clients, you know, because for whatever reason, a lot of my female clients, they want to make their spouses or their boyfriends partners in their business. Right? <laughs> right. And I'm like, are they doing the work? Are they getting the sweat equity? But my male clients never think about their spouses or their girlfriends as potential partners at all. You know what I mean? And then sometimes we got that emotional stuff. And I'm just like, look, if you just understand that you are like, just stand with the boundaries, you know, business boundaries. I'm like boss mentality, hire, fire at your desire. So that's where it's always about with regard to the boss mentality, right? You know, like a boss doesn't say, well, maybe I'll just hang out with them. You know, maybe we'll be friends. But if we're always indoctrinated, even as children, to not be a bish, but you know what I mean? But to pretty much please everybody, then we have no boundary. Mm -hmm. I have boys. And so as a mom of boys, I'm just like, go out, respect the rules, respect her yes, respect her no, and just do it. Moms of girls, some of these women are still like making their daughters little damsels in distress, you know, and then they go into business and they get screwed over yeah. or, you know what I mean? Or they make a bad decision with a bad partner where I'm telling people, I'm like, look, you got to even own your, your, your bossness and that it's your business. People get agreement, period. You don't be friends with people or tell your secrets, you know, just because you guys were friends. I made the mistake of having partners who weren't buying into the mission, but then I bossed up and was like, you know what? I'm doing this myself. And now I have like a third potential partner, but I'm like, we're setting boundaries. We need to know what we're going to do. We need to have a partnership agreement. Don't just slide in. We, I'm, first of all, hopefully we, at this grown age, we just don't slide into bed. We probably want to know their metrics, their measurements, who they've been with, who, whether they have some STDs or whatever. Similarly, as a partner in business, when you're getting your money gasm, you definitely want to be sound and letting, hey, do I need to know about any of your business STDs? 
substantial transactional disorders. Are you in bed with anyone? Are you bankrupt? You know what I mean? Like, I need to know that, but you've got to be comfortable with your voice, your vision, and your values. The moment you lose that is the moment you'll fall for anything. Mm. So that's what we talk about. You know, on Instagram, you know, it's always with regards to the soundness of the spirit. You know, you got to be harmonized with who you are because that's one of the things that I learned to do. You know, so MX Tony Moore is all about boss empowerment. Now, you want to see Tony Moore ESQ, it's straight legal. I don't even think I say good morning. <laughs> I love it. But people could also find, get on your calendar, book a call with you, email you, reach out to you. They can find everything on that as well. Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Cool. Uh, and Tisk, and this is your Facebook, and people can message you there. They can find you. I know you post a lot of stuff about things, so they can find a lot of information about you and, and, what, and your work on Facebook, mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I do, um, I do little shows. I, I do a morning show every yeah. Wednesday yeah. where I talk about, um, you know, something like, like the book I talked about yesterday, that actual book about affirmations. So I try to think about little wisdom things. Um, I advertise the temple on there, the two temples. Um, I advertise different workshops that I'm doing. Um, that's my main source of everything. I also have um, email as well, but they can find that via the Facebook as well. And um, if they haven't got Facebook, if they just put up Temple of Golden Healing Light, it will come up on Google, but it will refer you over to um, Facebook. So. Um, my, that's my that's my best thing because I'm I'm a computer literate, so I have to have it easy, awesome. <laughs> and that works fine. That works fine for me. So that's my main one. Perfect. Thank you. And Samantha, a designed life. I love it. Yep. A designed life. That's actually the name of my company, a designed life LLC. Um, and like the other goddesses I actually wrote a book and it's called I have it in my lap because you're supposed to always have these around <laughs> oh, go higher. there you go higher higher okay here it is it's called unstuck yourself the guide to designing a life you love it's an Amazon international bestseller yay, yay. Um, and that's pretty much what I do with people help them design not everybody's stuck and they're certainly not stuck in every um, you know aspect of their life but they might be stuck in health or they might be stuck in relationships they've got blocks and paradigms and old old stories running and and the whole I don't know well what would you love I don't know of course you do <laughs> so I really help people discern and give value to those things that they love in their life and and you know using a woo-woo word manifest and create it and take action toward it every day and um, also been really successful helping people I've uh, been doing it for 10 years now as uh, just pure coaching and uh, yeah I'm a life designer but I just help you do it I let I let you do you <laughs> that's awesome yeah. and people can get on your calendar find your email all of that stuff everything on yeah on on a uh, design life llc.com you can order the book you can order it's a workbook by the way so I don't think that change happens because you read something you have to do the work 
Um, but yeah, they can get on my calendar. They can look at my courses. They can talk to me. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Perfect. I'm going to just really quick throw on here. This is where you can, Aphrodite Enterprises Inc. It's my Facebook. You can find out what I've got going on there. And then my website is KimberlyAcoaching.com. You can get on my calendar and find everything out. And I think I did something with the Unleash Your Inner Goddess Women's Wellness Retreat link is on the KimberlyAcoaching.com website. I don't know what I did with it on this thing. Uh, but you can jump on my website, find that link. It is September 29th or October 3rd. It's going to be an incredible three days of transformation and really stepping into that amazing goddess you are. I want to real quick just jump over to our sponsor, and we will be right back. Hello, goddesses. Welcome to a real bodies period experience. We're here to help you lose inches and fat cells permanently through my magic wand. In addition is our Sea of Youth supplements, which help with chronic pain and illnesses by reducing inflammation. We strive to help you achieve beauty from the inside out. like we're talking about healing from the inside out, stepping into your power, having those boundaries, responsibility, because who wants to have responsibility? Well, we have to take our own responsibility, but we do. <laughs> Strange. Uh, but I want to go back around real quick, and as we kind of start to wrap up here, I'd love for each of you to share maybe something that has really helped you in your business in knowing what your past has been, what's really helped you and what else can somebody do that's starting out in business and go around like that. And let's go back. I'm going to plug up your, uh, put up your websites as well. Uh, okay. Tony, you're on top. Tony, I know you're not in my Hollywood squares that way, but that's the first email that's listed. So if you don't mind sharing, the best thing that I ever did was to unleash my imagination, you know, and just imagine myself as a powerful and a profitable woman who is operating as the woman of my dream. So when I unleash my imagination and I say, what would you do if you had the money, you know, if you had the respect, if you had the stage, if you had the platform. So that was the best thing that I've ever done. Um, I know that being a lawyer and being, you know, always go, 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 hyper uh, achiever, sometimes I, I forgot about my imagination, but my imagination as a child pretty helped me, helped me escape a lot of stuff. And my imagination as a grown or wiser version of myself pretty much helped me tap into who I am of who I I'm manifesting to be so that was the best thing even when I ask my clients when they're talking about oh this person stole my brand or this person stole my trademark I'm like but imagine if you're the woman on top if you are known if you have gotten the name and the fame and you have a better game what does that look like and it really harness us and helps us to position ourselves and to be more powerful because the negative energy is so heavy. It probably makes you feel like 500 tons of nothingness 
and, and if you delegate all of your responsibility, then you cannot own your success. But when you tap into that imagination, you know, you could take nothing and turn it into something. And that was the best thing that I've ever done, even helping my clients with strategy plans, with litigation plans. At, for 10 years, I was a divorce attorney, so helping them imagine what their life would be outside of the trauma. So if there's anything, I would just tell you to unleash your imagination and just imagine yourself as the woman of your dreams and your business. What does she look like? What does she talk like? How, what is she manifesting? And then be her. Love it. Woo, that was good. <laughs> Give me chills. I love it. So good. So good. Uh, okay, Antis, if you don't mind going second, that would be wonderful. Yes, okay. Um, for me, uh, well, my work is not sort of just um, about people in business. My work is um, a lifestyle. But um, for me and running, you know, what I do, um, it, it's got to be coming from my heart space and I've got to have my heart involved in it and I've got to really love it and I've got to be driven and I've got to be positive and to manifest my dreams, everything that I want to do. And, um, and then through that, I can inspire other people. Um, and, you know, I do other things as well. I run two temples. I'm a yoga teacher, Tai Chi, Qigong. Um, I do all of those sort of stuff and run workshops. I've also run, you know, worked as a tour guide um, and done tours uh, around the world with people as well. And uh, everything has got to become from a place where I've really enjoyed myself. So I don't just put it as a as a work thing. I put it from a place that, you know, it, it's what I'm resonating with in my in my life as well. So, and it worked fine for me. I love that. I love that a lot because I've had many conversations where people just don't love what they do. And so it's their trap. That's where that stuff, they need your book, Samantha, get unstuck. You know, yes, when you are in that heart space and you're doing what you love, well, you know, the old adage of it doesn't feel like work then, but you're, you're more passionate. You have joy in your life. You're happy all the time. And that resonates out and you're able to do so much more for people. I love that, Antis. That's absolutely Yeah, because amazing. it's my lifestyle. I live this yeah. all the time. I li I'm living it. I'm living, I live at the temple. It's my home. So it's, you know, it's my everyday, even when I haven't got people there and I'm not running classes or workshops, it's still it's still my home. So it's mm. got to come from my heart space. And, I love um, it. You know, and I feel like every time when somebody comes because it's splashed in colours, you can see all the photos and stuff up on Facebook and um, and it's got a lot of energy. And then, you know, also what I do is I'll just touch on that as well. When people do come to me, like I said, uh, and they're too traumatised and, and they can't afford fees and stuff like that, I do an energy exchange. So they come and they help me with something. So there's a lot of energy in, in, in my place and what I do and my workspace and my home and everything. So it was great. So good. I love it. Thank you. Samantha. Yay. Yay. So it's really lovely to be with these powerful, incredible, lovely women because even though we're uh, on different ends of the spectrum, we very much use the same energy and the same tools to achieve this, our, our results with our clients, let's call it, you know, or the people we serve. Um, so 
so I may feel like I'm stealing their answers, but I swear it's in my book. I got the copyright. I got the copyright. I invented it. I love it. So um, one of them is the first thing is is a lot about that imagination, that creativity. If you can ask yourself, and and I work, I say this a lot with people. I said, okay, let's just say it all worked out because so far it has. If we're sitting here talking, so far it's always worked out. Maybe not how you planned it, but that's another thing to let go of. The how, let go of the how, and let's go to the what. So if we're your question was specific to business. Um, you know, the title of the book says design a life you love. So I'm right in there with the antisk, right? It's like, what would you love? I didn't ask what you'd like. I didn't ask what you could do. I asked what you would love to do. And then let's just assume it all worked out. And so then we reverse engineer it six months from now, it's six years from now, it all worked out. Tell me what that looks like. How do you feel? What do you look like? What do you have? What's your bank account? Where do you give? You know what I mean? What? Where's your community? Where's all those things? So it's heart-centered work anyway, even if someone's selling widgets. Okay, what would you love about selling widgets? Well, I can provide for my family. I can take care of my parents. I'd be able to travel the world. Okay. So a lot of people get hung up on, I have to do this really purposeful work. Okay. Or just do work that gives you purpose. <laughs> You know what I mean? Do work that lets you serve and give and be in the areas of your highest desires. So when we do that, we have to accept to do it imperfectly because everybody gets stuck on the perfectionist. And what if I make a mistake and everybody sees it? You're really not that big of a deal, honey. I promise. Nobody's really going to go to sleep going, oh, she screwed up. They don't care. Believe it or not, most people, and especially the people in your, your tribe, they want you to succeed, and they have your back. And when you make a mistake, all it is is feedback. It's just a, oh, not this way. Okay, yeah, I'm going to turn. I have to do something different. When I get to this point next time, I'm going to make a different choice, a different decision. So um, we use the heart, but we also let go of the how. That's the biggest thing, reverse engineer. And if that's true, if I do have this beautiful business with these incredible you know, team members and, and we're doing this, what's the thing I would do today in the direction of that? So it goes back to Tony's point, put on that person. It, and so it is, right? It's the belief part and so it is. So I act as that person. And that's, what, that's my advice for business. I love it. I love it. And I'll add in myself, KimberlyCoaching.com. If you don't believe in yourself, borrow somebody else's belief in you. And that will help you do the heart space, come from a heart space, live in your imagination. I love that. And let go of the how. Because I guarantee where we sit today, we did not know that all the steps, the path that we got to this moment. We had no idea that was going to happen. So if you let go of that how, oh, again, you stand in that power. I love it. Ladies, you are absolutely brilliant. I am so excited for this conversation. I so appreciate you. This is so good. I'm looking forward to having many more conversations with you. And again, thank you so much for being on here with me today. I loved it.